Okay. Let's get started. This <laughs> So awful, isn't it? Okay. Let's go. That last three minutes of chewing was brought to you by my wife, Melissa. Oh, no. Don't do that. Let's start. Come on. Well, we've already started. No, don't. Oh, no. That was a full good three minutes of you chewing on, on salty hay. That's awful. Hay. No, we don't want to subject people to that. Come on, let's. It's called don't listen to us. They shouldn't be listening. Oh, you didn't. Come on. No, oh, I, I recorded all this. No. I'm sorry, people, if that's... Oh, my goodness. You've been subjected to me chewing on my salty hay, <laughs> which I've been told by some is very annoying. Welcome to this edition of Don't Listen to Us. I'm Sean King. That's my wife, Melissa. Melissa King. Her name is Melissa. Oh. M-E-L-I-S-S-A. Melissa. It's taken him a long time, folks, but... Wow. There is a difference between stepping in a pile of poop and jumping into a vat of it head first. You are so good at jumping into Last vats of it. Last Wednesday, I not only jumped in, I backstroked around for a little while. I <laughs> went to the bottom and sat there, came back up. I did a press stroke. <laughs> Jesus John. Christ. Well, the thing is, folks. And I'm an know, idiot. This is a good thing to to allow for reflection is that when Sean has called me his ex-wife's name previously it's been a joke and oh my goodness and bah ha ha and isn't that funny and you idiot and all that was all good good fun whereas now (laughs) 19 months later it ain't so much fun anymore with my with my wife on a razor edge of emotion yes (laughs) with the, the metamorphosis of relationships between people and the challenges and the work and the um, misunderstandings and the confusion and the getting to know each other. It's not so much fun anymore if he calls me his wife's name, especially when he says that he's, she's all liquored up, which I had one beer at a friend's lunch that day. So, uh, no, it wasn't a good. No. Didn't start off well. No. And it I ended shouldn't, well. I shouldn't have returned to the. It did not end well. After all the fighting, it ended well. Oh, well. We make up well. Yes, I suppose. Sean thinks it's inevitable that we're going to continuously make up. Yes. And move through all the shit. (laughs) Hmm. Because he, yeah. He's done backstrokes in it already, (laughs) so... We got a... We have to apologize to our official Australian correspondent because you've been teasing the poor man... About his gift. But his gift that you keep well, saying you're going to ship and you never do. No, well, it's because it's been so snowy and crazy. Three days of in, all the, three snow days in a row. So now Scott knows okay. Scott will be fine. He will. He's getting his present. I get an email from Scott. It says, I uh, was interested to hear you discuss the guy who did his own appendectomy in Antarctica. I thought it might interest you to know that there are several professions where you have to have your appendix out. I hadn't thought of this, but it makes perfect sense. Astronauts, anyone now working for the winter in Antarctica, and even some deep-sea oil rig workers will all have the surgery to prevent possible medical disasters. How interesting. That makes sense. So is that like tonsils, too, and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. adenoids? It, it makes sense, although recent scientific theory is that the appendix isn't completely useless, as we thought. No. 
Um, it's not very useful, and it's not that big a deal to get it yanked out. Aren't there other organs that we have that it's not a giant deal? I mean, isn't... You can get your spleen out. Spleen out isn't a huge big deal. Um, but yes, what about gallbladder? Uh, I, think gallbladder? I think get your gallbladder out. Um, but they're saying, from my understanding is, is that they look at it now and see that there is a role that some of these things play, like yep. an autoimmune mm. system and things like that, but... I don't know too much about it. Scott says there was also an American doctor who had to do her own breast cancer treatment when <gasps> stuck in Antarctica. Oh, my God. That is wild. Go to wikipedia.org. Uh, Jerry Nelson. <laughs> J-E-R-R-I. Nelson or Nielsen. N-I-E-L-S-E-N. Oh Scott says there's a big guy. I often have trouble with seats on planes, even on public transport. On Sydney trains in peak hours, I usually keep an eye out for a guy of similar dimensions. And try to grab a three-seat space, as there's no way on earth anyone else could fit between us. Uh-huh. That being said, I would always give up my seat to the elderly or a nurse, who has clearly just finished a 12-hour shift. For me, when I was riding public transit in Vancouver, um, unfortunately, we're, we're kind of in that place nowadays in our society where you don't want to seem sexist by giving up your seat to a woman who's just, quote-unquote, just a woman. Because some people might take that the wrong way, which is awful. But you also, I, I, I would, I wouldn't give up my seat in the bus just for any woman who was standing there. If there was a woman who was obviously, I don't know, tired, uh, burdened with lots of things, you know, or, definitely with things, that's yeah. or a kid, or a all kid, that kind of for stuff. Sure. Uh, always the elderly. I always offer the elderly for my seat. Um, pregnant, absolutely, absolutely. Um, anyone who looked like my mom, I would. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Oh, whoa. You look like my mom. Could you please take my seat? <laughs> take my seat. I'm getting off of the next damn stop. You're just freaking me out. It's interesting, you know, because what you described just there is gallantry or being a gentleman. Chivalry. Could be misconstrued yeah. as being sexist. Yep. And that yep. describes part of my problem with the whole dilemma of things now. Yep. Yep. Is that I think there's a beauty to chivalry. I think there is a a beauty to men being men and women being women. Yes. And it's simple as that. Yep. Nothing else. And I, I fear that it's being lost. It always pisses me off when someone gets upset at you for doing a kindness to them, for them. Holding a door open. I've, ha- I've held the door open for women and they get pissed off at me. Why? Because they want to be pissed off at me. Because I'm a woman and I can open my I own, own door. Doors. I don't need a door open by a man. Exactly. Like they're just such a hate on. Exactly. You know, and I just find that very sad. And then there's situations where, for whatever reason, I've never, I don't do it. I always hold doors open and let women go in front of me indoors. In, in, in where if you didn't do it, they get pissed off at you. So like you're competing a rock and a hard place. You really are, and I find it very sad. I don't think there's anything wrong with traditional families either. A husband going to work and the wife being at home taking... If that's what she wants to do and if she sees that there's great value in that, I think it's been lost. I think that's something you and I have talked about before is... is, uh, And I don't think I've gotten across to you well enough. I don't think there's this thing as a normal family. Normal isn't a, a thing. It's an ideal. Normal is whatever you make it. If your family is happy with dad going out to work and mom being a homemaker and doing all that work, and there's no doubt being a homemaker is, is work, mm-hmm. that, then that works for you. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> if it's the other way around, dad's home doing the dishes and taking care of the kids, oh, fantastic. I live that life, yeah. If you both go off, fantastic. If you both stay home, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't like saying that any one other, yes, there is that that. It's a stereotypical, traditional, stereotypical, traditional, yes. Yes, but yes. I don't think we should be forced to think that's what is normal and everything else outside of that is not normal or abnormal. No, well, I guess it. that's uh, uh, for want of a better word then. Yeah, for what, whatever works for you and your family, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. I know. I just worry that that the path that we have been on for quite a while is, is reversing in on itself, yeah. is caving in on itself. And that I know what it's like to be in close quarters uh, with a man in an elevator or if you're shopping or if there's always a little bit of a maybe just a, a, a tension or a discomfort. But there's also wonderful things that can happen as well, you know? By the way, this is episode number 48. We didn't talk about it on the last show. Uh, two weeks ago, Melissa and I went over to the big city, uh, because Melissa won't listen to me. And, um, <laughs> well, that's what the show is. When, when, exactly. That's right. Don't listen to Sean. What is it called? Um, <laughs> we, 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 are we could off- rename it. <laughs> exactly. Just don't listen to Sean. We often, um, have talked about, we're going to Lisbon, Portugal at the end of March. So a little over a month and we are both incredibly excited. Yeah, I am excited. Uh, but unfortunately, in the interim between us deciding to go and now uh, Melissa's passport um, expired. And so last December, I told her to, I suggested she should go through the process of changing her passport. Now, as we're buying the tickets, as I'm buying the tickets, they want a name to put on the ticket. No longer the days where you can just use anyone's name and change tickets. You were telling me the story Sell about your ticket in a newspaper. Yeah. Do you remember that? You used to look for tickets in newspapers. Young people don't realize that nowadays. That's Yeah, yeah you used to do that. You used that to my, sell your ticket. That was my first line of attack. When I remember in London, we thought, okay, we'll go to India. And I thought, oh, well, first thing I'll do is I'll look in the paper every yep. day and see if someone's selling tickets I remember to that, India. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't do that anymore. Nope. So I'm saying to Melissa... Okay, they want a name for the ticket. What name do you want to use? We've talked about it, and we've talked about it on the show. We've talked about it in our personal <laughs> lives. I, I have no no um, requirement that Melissa take my last name as, as, as we get married. If she wanted to, great. If she didn't, that'd be fine, too. Mm-hmm. It's a cool last name. I don't understand why you wouldn't take it immediately. <laughs> why it's taking this long? I don't understand. No, I'm kidding. Um, so this was an opportunity because her passport was was being renewed and we were getting these tickets, I said, what do you want to do? And she said, well, no, I'll, I'll put the name on the ticket in King and I'll get my passport changed to King. Well, you're not quite telling that story quite accurately. I said, what would you like me to do? Well, I told you. And you, you weren't being false, but you said, I-, I want you to buy it in King. So I said, okay, I'll buy it in King. If you leave it up to me, then yes, I, I, I want it to King. But I don't want, I don't, I, I don't want to ever give the impression to anyone that I coerced you or forced you or made you or anything. There's no if, forcing. If it was, if, if you're asking me what my opinion is, I want to be Mr. <coughs> Mrs. King. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you said, okay, fine. So I did. T- type it in, King. Good. All right. Now you got to get your passport changed. Yes. And little Miss Procrastination over there, put it off and put it off and put it off and put it off. And now we're six weeks away from going to Lisbon and she still hasn't done it. So now we're worried 
that if we mail in the documents and something, God forbid, is wrong, and who knows with bureaucracies, it could be a, a, an apostrophe in the wrong place. I would have if I wasn't doing a name change. I would have just mailed, mailed yeah. it. Yeah. And the, ma- the name change thing is a, it's an involved, pain in the ass kind of process. Well, you have to completely, utterly reapply for like as if it's a brand new passport. So we go into the passport office. We, we live here on the Sunshine Coast. We hop on the ferry. We go over to North Vancouver to the, what the website said was a passport office. And we go there, and we're, we're there in plenty of time. We're very proud of ourselves. We've got parking. Yay, this is cool. We go in. And we go in, and the guy says. He says, well, we're not actually a passport office here. We're just sort of a little branch of Service Canada. But you can't, if, if you're going to get your passport renewed here, it's going to take, there's no way you're going to have it yeah. in time for you. When's your flight? Six 21st weeks, of yeah. March? No, you're not going to have it in time. You're going to have to go over to the one in like downtown. The big city downtown. Yes. Oh, okay, fine. So we hop back in the car, we drive across the bridge, we go downtown, we circle the block seven times looking for parking. We go into the passport office and we stand in line there and we and we finally get to the front and the woman at the front says, oh no, you have to change your driver's license. We need to use your driver's license for ID and your driver's license has to be in the name that you want your passport in. And we and I, you and I talked about this and we didn't, I didn't want to say anything then, but it's like, are you kidding me? You've got what, four passports, expired passports? Oh, more. You've got a your your Canadian citizenship document. Oh, yeah. We had our marriage license. Yeah. We had all this documentation yep. that said you used to be Berryman, and now this marriage certificate says that you want to be king. Government-issued Government-issued. You have a passport in your old name. Mm-hmm. You can look at the picture on the passport and see it's the same freaking person. Yep. Just, just, oh, are you kidding me? I know. And, that, and I have to say... Because I had everything in order. Yeah. I had ev- I had all the document was done exactly the way it should. I had my photographs. I had um, a little pe- a little woman inside of me was saying, your driver's license, yeah. your driver's license, thinking surely not. Yeah. Surely they wouldn't look at that and go, well, no. I mean, you know. Yeah. But then it's government. <clears throat> yep. And while we were in that lineup, I was feeling a bit nervous thinking, oh, my God, Sean's going to get so pissed. I was so grateful that you didn't because you could see the unjustness of it. It's insanity. So I went up. Oh, yeah, you're all good. Oh, but you're going to have to go get your license changed. It's yeah. like, you, what? Yeah. So they made us yeah. go to – we had to then go and find an ICBC. Then we had to go the, through the whole thing at ICBC and get – ICBC had to re- is the Insurance Corporation. Oh, yes. The, Sorry, everyone. The guys yes. who, who uh, give us our driver's license. Yeah, I had to get my photograph. I had to do all that early, months ahead of when I should have. Yeah. It's just ridiculous bureaucracy. I know. And as you said, as a woman, mm-hmm. very, very – Well, I felt um, – I felt that there was like, oh well, you're gonna have to jump through these hoops now yeah. if you wanna if you wanna use your married name. It's like you gave me a marriage certificate, yeah. government. Why would I? What, what more do you want? I have a passport. You've already given me. Yeah, I have. Yeah, just expired in yeah. December, December fifth. So I, I was just, and, and I felt very victim. I, I felt like a victim. Yeah. I felt like really, you're gonna make me jump through these hoops because a man wouldn't have to. Nope. Anyways, there we very go. Very annoying, very frustrating. It was, it was awful. It was a five and a half hour ordeal. Yes. Of various government offices that we had to go through. Yes. No fun. And now we're sitting here waiting, hope, hoping 
the passport get your Of course it, it will. It should, but yeah. like I said, it, it who knows? Yes, All it, it takes will. is one bureaucrat to either lose a document, to refuse this for whatever reason, or oh, because her driver's license was an interim license, didn't have her picture on it. Anything like that. It could have been. But the girl did all. She said, You will have your license in about two. You will have your, sorry, your passport in about two weeks. I'll believe it when I see it. And that was was two weeks ago. Yes, it will be. Yeah, but then there was all the snow days and things like that. It will be here next week. But it's just. So if I had have left it in my my previous name, I could have just done a renewal via mail and it would have all been. It's a whole cascade, as you said, it's a whole cascading thing of. It's a domino effect. Domino effect that, that what, what, what jury, what you are going to have to go through in order to um, complete this process. And as you said, maybe there's some things you don't want your well, uh, new married name in. Well, then we, um, we decided that we were going to go with a better credit card. Yes. And I did it, of course, in Berryman, thinking, oh, okay, all my credit, everything to um, do my credit ratings and all that is in Berryman, so I can't change that. And then when I went to pick it up, they wanted ID. Yeah. And I thought, and I, I thought, oh, my God, what do I do now? <laughs> do, I've got this interim license, but that's in King, but my, yeah. my new credit card's in Berryman, yeah. and, 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 and my passport's going to be, and, and now I've thought, I've really just complicated yeah. everything. And then the, the other is a very personal issue is that when you travel now internationally with your passport, your passport will have a different name from your son's. Yes, and that, that upsets me. I, I guess I'll get used to yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I wish it was Berryman King. I, yeah. I, part of the reason why I always thought I'd never, ever, ever change my name again was because I don't want to have a different name to my yeah. my sons. But, well, anyways. Well, and but you didn't like the solution I gave you, which is a perfectly good solution. Just have them change your name to King. Oh, that's not going to happen. But it's a good. It's a perfectly good solution. Mm, I just I'm upset that the whole thing is. Is so demeaning and so. Yeah. Uh, it's like I just felt a little bit like, well, what is my identity yeah, now? Just yeah. because I've gotten remarried, that you're gonna you're gonna almost um, sort of take me to task yeah. on my identity. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Speaking of identity, uh, you know, a lot of actors change their name. Yes, for various reasons. Mm-hmm. To be. A simpler name. Usually it's because you've got a, a four-syllable last name and you change it to make it simpler. Tell me if you can tell me who, the name of the actor from their oh. real name. All right. Um, Ileana Lydia Veselineva Marunov. Oh, Sophia Loren? Helen Mirren. Oh, my God. <laughs> Helen Mirren's <gasps> actual name is Ileana Lydia Vasilyevna Marunova. Sounds Russian, doesn't it? it? Where is she? She's not. She was the child of an immigrant diplomat turned taxi driver in London. Her father, Vasily, and British mother, Kathleen, anglicized the family name to Mirren. Interesting. I thought that was fascinating. I would never have ever guessed that. Um, Maurice Micklewhite. Mm-hmm. Also British, older. Uh-huh. Michael Caine was oh. originally Maurice Micklewhite. Oh, Okay. I think he's your favorite <laughs> Doctor Who, David McDonald. He still has the same first name. His last name now is Tennant. Oh, okay. David Tennant was David McDonald. What's, wrong with What's David the McDonald? language David McDonald? I was just going to say. One of the things is, and I know this from being involved in it to a certain degree, um, when you become an actor and you're in the Screen Actors Guild in mm. America or whatever it's called in Canada, 
I think it's uh, after here in Canada, um, you register your name and you can't have the same name as, as another actor. Oh, all That's right. That's why Michael so. J. Fox has the J. Because when he saw, when he became a union member of the Canadian Actors Union, mm-hmm. there was already a Michael Fox there. So he's now Michael J. Fox. I like Michael J. Fox. Yeah, Michael J. Well, we're, we're just I guess so used we're to used it. To yeah. it. Um, the, 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 uh, Michael Douglas. The actor had to change his name because his real name was Michael Douglas, but he couldn't be Michael Douglas because, because of the real Michael, Michael Douglas, Douglas. Michael Keaton. Oh, is Michael he? Keaton's original name was oh Michael Douglas. <laughs> now, I've always thought that this person was, this was her real name, but Karen Elaine Johnson, very boring, mundane kind of name. Oh, I wouldn't have a clue. No, you wouldn't guess it. For her name now, Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, for him. Oh, oh my God. <gasps> <laughs> she changed her name from <clears throat> Karen Elaine Johnson. To Whoopi Goldberg. She so does not look like a Karen Elaine now, Johnson. Do you, do you know where she got the name Whoopi from? Whoopi, not the cushion. Yes. She got it from the cushion. I was a bit of a farter. The theaters oh, I was performing in were very small, so if you were gassy, you had to walk oh away God. farting. Oh, that... People would say I sounded like a Whoopi cushion. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> so that's where Whoopi came from. She's funny. Uh, and probably the one of, one of the most famous ones now is... Stephanie, Joanne, Angelina, Germanotti. Well, it must be our Angelina Jolie. Lady Gaga. Okay. Stephanie, Joanne, Angelina, Germanotta. It's kind of cool. Hmm. It always fascinates me how, uh, how and why. Because in, I'm pretty sure it's true in Canada, uh, but in the States, by law, you can actually use whatever name you want to use. Okay. As long as the name you're using, you're not using it for the purposes of defrauding somebody. So, um, Cary Grant was Cary Grant his entire life, but his real name was Archibald Leach. Right, that's right. And he signed all of his contracts, the legal documents, he signed Archibald Leach. Yeah. He was known as Cary Grant, and he signed autographs as Cary Grant, and he was on movie screens as Cary Grant. Mm. But when something legal had to be acquired, a mortgage or credit card or whatever, driver's license, it was mm. Archibald Leach. So he used his real name when he, whenever anything official had to be done. Hmm. Hmm. Um, this was one I needed your confirmation on. I don't know if we've done this before. For um, Australian slang. Mm-hmm. There was many words when you and I went to Australia last year that people were like saying, I was like, what? Oh, what's there? Uh, servo. Oh, the servo? Yeah, go to the servo. <laughs> <laughs> Just going down the servo on my list. That's my brother. <laughs> to me, a servo is a small little electrical device in that moves uh, little limbs and arms Oh, of my goodness. Things. That's a servo. No, for the, us it's... The, in, in like in a... In a a uh, sci-fi movie when you when you say oh, that's a servo. Is it that thing that's moving with little uh, little uh, arms? And that yeah, <laughs> might oh, crawl a, in your ear or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. So it's a service station. Yes, a gas in, station. In particular, one would... where you can get groceries, like our Seven Eleven. Yeah, they have gas station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Arvo. Yeah. What's what's Arvo? We're going over this Arvo this afternoon. This afternoon. Where's that come from? Arvo. I it's know. An but... Arvo. <laughs> But there's no V in afternoon, so. Well, there is in Australia, okay. <laughs> I didn't. I had didn't hear anyone in Australia say this one. It was bogan. What's a bogan? I don't know. Oh, okay. 
According to the Australian show Bogan Hunters, a Bogan is an un- uncultured person, a redneck. Oh, see, I, I don't know that show. This was very funny. Bottle-o? Oh, down the bottle <laughs> Got to go. Let's go to the bottle Yeah, the, that's the uh, drive through liquor store or the liquor store, the bottle Chockers? What, like Chockers Full? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's Chockers down there today. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, is chalkers used for people? You wouldn't say that that cup of coffee is chalkers. You would say that 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 bar is chalkers. I would say you did. Oh, it was oh, it was chalkers at the Beaches Hotel this <laughs> afternoon. Go, oh, I hate it when it's like that or something like that. My favorite one was Esky. Yep, take the Esky down the beach. It's too hot <laughs> otherwise. Yeah, that's the uh, uh, cooler. But what we would call, there used to be a brand name here in North America, certainly Canada, an Eskimo cooler. Eskimo cooler. And that's what, I'm sure that's what it got to be. Probably, we, probably the same brand. Yeah, exactly. Where, where Esky came from. <laughs> um, everyone who's seen Crocodile Dundee has heard this one. Fair Dinkum. Oh, Fair Dinkum. <laughs> My God, jeez. Like, seriously, I would say in Canada, what would be an equal to that? Because sometimes you can go, oh, fair income, or you can go, fair income. <laughs> uh, 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 what would it be equal to? Like, really, or seriously, or no, or honestly, or something like that. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Mozzie. Mosquito. Mosquitoes. Uh, pash. Oh, kiss. In particular, a long, passionate oh, kiss. Oh, very much so. Where's where pash would oh, come Oh, no, from. when you, you love to have a pash with a boy if you, when you were a young That's woman. Hilarious. We just pashed all night. <laughs> <laughs> How about Ripper? Oh, yeah, that smite good or yeah, something like, yeah. oh, Ripper, Ripper, mate. <laughs> but you can say it just as that. It doesn't have to describe something. Oh, Ripper. Ripper. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Root. Well, that means sex, I yeah, think. <laughs> Where do you weirdos use root? How do you, you get sex with Had a good root? Yeah, had a good root. So, now, you said that around here. You think you, you went on a trip somewhere. Oh, that was a good root up to the, up to the store. Oh, oh, like an R-O-U-T? Yeah, R-O-U-T-E. Oh, no, no, this is R-O-O-T. Yeah. You have, have a good old root. Uh, she'll be right. She'll be right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for heaven's sakes, it sounds awful, doesn't it? What does it mean? Oh, everything will be fine. But why she'll she? Be right. Why she'll be right? Maybe it's or, or, or originates from being on a ship or something. Maybe, yeah. yeah. A slab. Know what that quite means? Twenty-four pack of beer. Is that a slab? Yeah. Oh, all right. I don't know that one. These have gone out of favor in North America. And we don't call them the same thing that you guys do, but stubby holder. Oh yes. Um. Yep. If you go if you go to Wits End, kids, if you get a beer there, you always get it in a stubby holder. It's that thing that you put your beer in supposedly yeah. to keep it colder. Yeah. Our beautiful it, cousin uh, Linda makes them. She makes gorgeous, gorgeous ones. ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we call them koozies. Oh. From cozy. Keeps your beer cozy. Oh, I didn't realize. So this is, we, a koozie. We call them koozies. I've never heard that. We very rarely use nowadays. Well, I rarely. Yeah. Togs. Are your swimmers? Yeah, so your swimmers. <laughs> so what are swimmers? Bathing suit. Bathing suit, exactly. Mm-hmm. We, to us in North America, some people would togs means clothing. Oh, it's uh, like a brand. Yeah, no, fancy togs. You weren't fancy, some fancy togs. Oh, that might be a Canadian or Nova Scotia or an even an East Coast thing. Sounds like an East Coast thing. Uh, a Ute. That's a car, like a. 
like a a station wagon I, utility uh, vehicle type thing kind of yeah we have panel vans yeah, and yeah. things like that for, uh, for us here in north america you said the word ute the first thing most people think of is um oh crap the movie with my cousin Vinny. when 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 uh, joe pesci was talking to the judge yeah and he was talking about these these two utes over here oh the judge, what what's a ute ute the youths Oh, the youth. Yeah, because of the way you talked. Okay. <laughs> um, this is British. Uh, I've heard this one before. Whinge. Yeah, whinge and whining, whining. poms yeah. is what we used to say. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that Australians, I don't know if they still do, but we refer to the expa- expatriate Brits in Australia. They're always, oh, the bloody whinge and palms. <laughs> All they do is whinge and whinge and whine. And we would call the Brits pommies. Yeah. But in actual fact, that was what they called the convicts that were transported to mm. Australia were the prisoners of Her Majesty, yep, right. Pom. But um, now we call the Brits Poms. Poms yeah. Odd the way that. Speaking of horrible people, McLean's Magazine had this story. Um, that's the title. You are horrible people. Oh. <laughs> you are horrible people. I'm, I mean that. I'm not being facetious or wry. You are not good people. And by you, I mean everyone in Ontario who's oh. been griping about the Amber Alert that woke most of the province up late last night. A family in Brampton, Ontario called police Thursday night because their daughter was missing. The police immediately began to search for the girl and sent out an alert to the public. As a result, her father's car was spotted. He was arrested. Unfortunately, it was too late for the 11-year-old who was found dead. Oh, my God. This morning, the chattering classes on the radio, Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, basically all the places we now talk amongst ourselves, are whining about being startled out of their sleep. So this Amber Alert, I saw my sister in, in Ontario complain about this. I saw other people talking about it on Facebook. I don't know what they're talking about, but that's, that's what it is. So apparently at, at like 11 a.m. or sorry, 11 p.m. or midnight or two, whatever time it was, everyone's phones went off with these Amber Alerts. Oh, can that happen? They oh, yeah. You don't know when Amber Alerts are pushed to your phone. You will get an Amber Alert. I didn't know that, though. The question is, should you be upset by this? This woke you up. Now, people are going to be upset because it went out province-wide. If you live in the north of Ontario and this happened in the south, you don't know. Maybe you don't even care. Well, why did they make this particular emergency and Amber Alert all over the province? Because that's what happens. When, when someone, a child is reported missing, Amber Alerts go out. It happens here in BC. It happens other places. Oh, I've never known. I've, I've seen Amber Alerts if you look perhaps on Facebook or somewhere, it's an amber alert in, that this child is missing, but I didn't know it would come through my B, phone. In BC, they're not pushed to your phone. Oh. It's a phone company thing. and In Ontario, the law has dictated the, the phone company must send oh. out an amber alert to every single phone that has that's registered in Ontario. And this, bu- and this little girl is dead now? I'm. I don't know what to say about that. I. A woman whose tweet has since been deleted was angry about a second message to say the alert was now canceled, believing it unnecessary. Um, others complained bitterly. We do not work for the police. Some even called nine one one not to provide tips, but to complain about the alert. Hmm. As this author says, this is a comfortable land. Our cars have heated seats. Our winter coats have Bluetooth. Our hot dinners come right to our door. Life expectancy is higher than it's ever been, and crime is lower than we could ever have hoped. 
How did this happen? Mostly because we are, as a society, figured out how to move forward collectively. We agreed to a uh, most unspoken social compact. If we look after each other, we will all be looked after ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting question, and there's no right answer. There's a bunch of wrong answers. If, In my mind, and maybe this is easy for me because this is what I do anyway, if you don't want to be woken up in the middle of the night, turn off your devices. But what happens, though, if everybody's going to do that, what's the point of pushing through the Amber Alert? Because not everyone's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm a cab driver working late at night. And I get this Amber Alert and says, watch out for this car. I look in front of me and that car is right there. Oh, well, I mean, I, I do think that in that case, it's extremely important. I don't see what's wrong with that strategy. I work at a 7-Eleven. It's open 24 hours. Somebody pulls up Oh, in yeah, that no, car. I see why they're doing it. But um, our, so our phones, well, I know that you, I think yours does, has the, okay, your phone is asleep now until 7 yes, in the morning. But whatever. Amber Alerts can be pushed through that. Oh, okay. Because they're that important. This is the same sort of thing as a national emergency type stuff. It can be pushed through anything except for your phone being turned off cell signal wise. That's what I do. Every night I, I, I turn my phone airplane mode. Mm-hmm. So I can't get phone calls. Because as we've talked about in other shows, I can't do shit about the whatever you're calling me about anyway. So no, no. I guess if I, I guess if I got an alert like that that came through, I would think that's just so horrible, and my kids are safe in bed, and it's all good. To and me, I don't know anything about it. To, to help me, them. the problem of this is you whiny, entitled people going on social media to complain about it. What you should have done. You live in northern northern Ontario. And this happened in Southern Ontario. You've got nothing to do with it. You don't care. You hate children, whatever it is. That phone buzzes and beeps and wakes you up at, at 2 a.m. or whatever it is. You go, oh, assholes. Put your phone down. Go back to sleep. Yeah. You don't call 911 complaining, buddy. You don't go on Facebook looking like a jerk. Well, that poor mom and all that family now have this loss to deal yeah. with. And people are complaining. Have some empathy for yeah. this family. If you have a problem with this, keep it to yourself. Because by complaining about it, you look like an asshole. Yeah. Simple as that. I didn't realize that happened. We have grown so entitled to our comforts, we've forgotten that we have to pay for them, that we bear collective responsibilities. We can't be bothered to vote. We resent paying taxes for public goods. We volunteer in our community less and less. And now we even begrudge having to help save the life of a child. Mm. Don't do that. Shut Mm. up. Yeah. Keep it yourself. Shut up. Yeah. Just because you can go on social media and bitch about it, don't. Well, unfortunately, that's an arena that many people use it for inappropriate reasons. This is a point all the whiners need to understand today. If you want to live in a place that protects its children, occasionally you have to roll over in bed and check your phone. If that is too much to ask, then you're objectively a horrible person. Mm. I don't disagree. As inconvenient as that would be, as annoying as that would be, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as much as I'd go, I don't care about this. Mm-hmm. I would you wouldn't not. then go and actually yeah, exactly. type out oh, 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 right. on. Yes. That's right. No. Oh, little one. That is so sad. Shit. This is almost as sad. A company has come up with a window mounted uh, standing desk. It sounds kind of like kind of a neat a idea. A window right? mounted standing desk. Deskview.co. Deskview.co. Window mounted standing desk. It's a shelf! They're trying to call this thing a standing desk. 
It's How a shit. It, it just suction comes onto oh, the yeah, window. Oh, no, yeah, no, thanks. No, 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 no. No, no, that's not the point. The point is, this is not a standing desk. No, it's a little it's a shelf. shelf onto your window. How <laughs> odd. How weird is that? And I'm not sticking my $2,000 laptop. I was just going to say. To a shelf that suction cupped a window. That is ridiculous it's utterly ridiculous yeah. deskview.co and, and how functional is that like you have administrative usually well men women at work and going you know i'm just going to go stand up now and they have to go and suction their little <laughs> shelf to a window somewhere and that's assuming that these people that have like uh, window or glass oh i see you can suction onto a, a tile wall, wall a marble wall god you have to lick it to suction uh, Oh, get out of here. He's leaning on there with his elbow and they're drinking wine. It's just Look, the one most, has a plant on it. It's the most utterly ridiculous thing. No, that's terrible. That's ridiculous. Do not buy this. Do not in any way, shape, or form give this company money. Dexview.co. Just go look and mock. Is this a starter? Uh, what do you Kickstarter? call it? No, a Kickstarter? No, it's not. But yeah, the, the, but the, oh, the, that is so the, silly. The fact so, that they called this a standing desk is what killed me. So how does it? Do you have to lick the back of your suction <laughs> things to get it really sucked? No, it, it's one of those one of those things where you where you oh. close it. You know, you have the little oh, lever yes. that suction. Oh my goodness, I'm not, I'm not that's doing terrible. Two hundred and thirty-five dollars. Oh. oh my god, U.S. Sh- U.S. for a shelf you <gasps> suction cup to a wall. Wow, that's a bad idea. People I don't have, think it's going to go too well for them. People have too much damn money. They just have have far too much money. People are struggling to come up with ideas that haven't been come up with yet. I can't tell if this is actually a good idea or not, but the El Paso Zoo wants you. This has obviously happened before Valentine's Day, but the El Paso Zoo wants to give you, wants you to give yourself a Valentine's Day present. And what that present is, the zoo will name a cockroach after your ex. (laughs) Wait. Oh. And then feed it to a meerkat. <laughs> I saw this on Facebook. My friend Janet put it on. So you name the cockroach and then you see the meerkat eat it. It's supposed to give you some, oh, that feels good. I'm sorry. I wonder how much response they got to that. I'm sorry, but as bad as the relationships I've had, I'm not even, I'm not that small and petty. And I'm pretty damn small and petty. How strange. You wouldn't believe the things I've done to my exes. But no, this. you really wouldn't, folks. We, well, I know uh, one of them that is like an unmentionable thing that I would never share with anyone. But just the idea that somebody... <laughs> you can message the zoo on Facebook with your ex's name and wait patiently for February 14th to watch the roach get devoured wow. during the Quit Bugging Me Meerkat event, which will live stream on Facebook and the zoo's <laughs> website. <laughs> and here's Lucy the meerkat <laughs> eating Brian. I want to know the ratio of male to female cockroaches. That's what to me would be very curious. I think more women would do this. Do you think this. more women would do this? I really do. I don't think I can disagree with you. <clears throat> but I wouldn't get any satisfaction out of that. Neither that would, would do I. nothing for me. No, nothing. Unless unless the, the zoo sent out a message to my ex that said, here, come watch this. 
But even then, your ex is going to go, really? Yeah, like, you're such that's, a dick. That's okay. That, oh my gosh, I'm so hurt. I don't know. Because if nothing else, if your relationship went that far south, <laughs> that you'd be willing to name a cockroach after Some her, do. him. Some do. And then feed that cockroach to a meerkat. Your ex knows it too, okay? Yeah. <laughs> your ex knows it was a pretty I think I'd feel breakup. better if they asked me to name one. Some big, like, prehistoric giant cockroach, you know, and then they sent it to you, and then you could stamp on it and watch all the <laughs> crap ooze out of it, you know? But not just watch it on film being fed to a meerkat. It just cracks me up, the idea that this is something that... And you paid for that? Yeah, it was you, like, oh, no, yeah, you would definitely pay for it. You'd pay for it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just don't get what the... But I'm like, you know, I, it, as much as I enjoyed... All those small petty things I did to various exes. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this I would get no enjoyment out of this. No, I would just fall flat. Besides, which... Lisa's an awful name for a cockroach. <laughs> Very good. Are you trying to redeem yourself? Or, Hell or... no. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. No, I'm, I'm going to live my life the same way as before, but just try to do better, Melissa. Try See, and do better, Sean. You, you don't realize how often I say your name in my head nowadays, Melissa. I bet. I, I'm saying. See, the thing is, is that many people could say, "Well, she's lucky, Sean. Her ex is named Sean." Yes, I. That's what I thought but too. I have never called another man. I don't know, but I haven't. I'm assuring you, I haven't. But I don't done know it. that you may have miscalled me. Oh. Uh, Get, no, uh, uh, no, 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 Sean. I am right not. There, right there. No. You might be thinking about your ex husband right there. That's S-H-A-W-N. I don't know how you're spelling it in your head. But I'm telling you that I've never called you S-H-A-U-N. I've only ever called you S-H-A-W-N. And one day, if I get one of those cockroaches, it'll be S-H-A-W-N. I do believe I'm cockroach worthy. I, I, I absolutely do believe that. Yes, do you have any, ex, any exes that are cockroach worthy? I wouldn't do that, no. I'm not going to do that. You're too smart. Yeah. No, I mean, I can think of one. I think, no, I'm not going to get any, whatever. Yeah, I've only got the one. Yeah, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Even you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still got time. I still got plenty oh, of time. Got lots of time to be cockroach worthy. Let's do the advice section of the show. We have moved in with my fiance's family so we can save money for a down payment on a house. We pay the utility. When his father wants to get my attention, he whistles and snaps his fingers like he's calling a dog to heal. I hate it. I've asked him politely to call me, call my name instead. He claims I don't hear him from across the room and he doesn't want to get up from his chair to get my attention or get his own beer. I'm the one home earliest so I make dinner. He's retired and does nothing all day. I've asked my fiancé to talk to his father, but it's still happening. We have to live here for at least another six months until we can buy our own place. I might snap soon. What do we give her for advice? Well, first of all, you don't even respond to his no, whistles and his awful... I, when I was waitressing, I, I would have men do that to me. Um, just don't respond. Don't give him any um, uh, feedback from it whatsoever. Just ignore him. Until he says your name and, and is a gentleman. There's that way of doing it, and then th that's a passive way of doing it, depending on, and so I'll give you the aggressive way of doing it, which is, Dad, don't do that. I'm not going to do what you want me to do if, as long as you keep doing that. And it depends on your own personal 
choices. The passive way of, I'm just going to ignore him until I hear my name. And then I'll go, yes, Dick. Well, that would give him, that would teach him what he has to do. But also being proactive when he whistles, Dad, don't do that. I'm not going to respond to you until you say my name. So I think there's two ways of dealing with it. What why, a rude man. Why she felt the need to, again, we talk about this all the time, send the advice, yeah. the obvious advice to an advice columnist yeah. beyond me. She knows what to do. Just step up. And, and I think her fiance should be helping her out a bit too. Absolutely. And going And he's home. Like, Dad, that is so inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah, Dad, knock it off. Yeah. I have a friend in a long-term relationship who is, has always wanted kids, but has been putting off getting married to her boyfriend and starting a family. I think it's because she's ambivalent about him. I'm worried she's going to lose her fertility window if she doesn't leave him soon and find a better match. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to add to her anxiety, but I don't want to see her miss her chance and later regret it. Is it more ethical to share my concern or to stay quiet? Is it ethical to tell my friend her biological clock is ticking? Oh, no, she knows what the heck is going on. Just let her do her life and you know what? Just it'll happen or not. How amazingly thick are you? Focus on your own life. How amazingly thick are you that you think you have to tell her this? Yeah. I got to believe this is a guy writing this letter. Because only guys are this dumb to think that a woman doesn't know. As, again, my cousin Vinny, her biological clock is ticking, ticking, ticking. (laughs) I don't know whether it's, I don't know. It's got to be a guy. Because I don't think women are this dumb and insensitive. I don't know. But no, don't you know, don't say a word. Don't, None of your goddamn business. There's nothing that a woman is more aware of. I have a friend right now that is so caught up and panicked about her age. It's just she's upset. She cannot get by it because she doesn't have anyone in her life. Yep. Not that she wants children. I don't know. That, well, I don't know. But she wants someone in her life. Yes, and she's terrified that it's getting to the point where it's never going to happen because she's this age. Yep. It's a real shame. It is. An article in the Guardian uh, newspaper, parents can police screen time, but good luck telling your children that. Parents what screen time? Parents can police screen time, but good luck telling your children that. It's Basically, the idea is that it's hard to police your children's screen time. No. It's actually it's not. Sean not. has taught me that it's not. It's you be a parent mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you say, little Jimmy, it's time to put down the screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, whine all you want, little Jimmy. <laughs> That's not going to make a difference to me. And if you keep whining, there will be a punishment. You don't get to there use the screen. There won't be a screen. There won't be a screen. This happened to poor Rory last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were outside. I was outside and then I reached in I, right. and I said, you got to get off. Yep. Get yourself ready to get off. And so Melissa goes back outside. I'm making dinner. And I realized five minutes later, he's still on the game. Yes. Rory, your mom said, get to off get the off. game. get off, yes. If, you, if we have to tell you again, you don't get to use the Xbox tomorrow for the rest of the day and, and tomorrow. That's right. Making dinner, making dinner. I hear click, click, click. Yep. He's still playing. He's still on. That's it. Guess what? You're not playing for the rest of the day and for Monday. Yes. And he started to lip off to me. And go, yep. Oh, there you go. Now you got Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You're not playing all day on Wednesday either. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not allowed to play on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So now he's screwed it up till Friday. Mm-hmm. Just that's all. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. You be a parent. Oh, but my child will cry. Well, guess what? Kids cry. Well, there was one point there um, well, a while ago, about a year ago, where I took the Xbox away for a month. Yep. 
And I just, I was getting frustrated and Sean was being <coughs> very observant and telling me what I needed to do. And I was sort of trying to be lenient and be me, be trying to be kind. But it got to a point where I realized how much of my my good mood or my joy or my energy was being put towards controlling this box. Yeah. And I went and I unplugged it and I brought it into our bedroom and I put it under the bed for a month. Yep. I have to admit, Rory has gotten better and better. This was – and he did say um, to me uh, that the next day, he said, you know, Mum, he said, I've been really, really good and I have been getting off. And I said, you're right. I said, I agree that Sean and I have both observed how well you've been doing with that. But four times – Yep unacceptable and he just said well I just think it's unreasonable that I have to you know he's trying to bargain he went through bargaining and I said four times yep. is not okay exactly yeah so I know it's you know it's a dilemma oh yep, my gosh it is. it is but it's a d- dilemma that's in my mind <clears throat> easily fixed by standing up to your child mm-hmm as far as I've read, understand, and as far as I know, personally, not having been a father up until this point, kids like rules. Kids need rules. They need consistent rules. And for me, and I've told Melissa this many times, if you need me to be the hard-ass dis- disciplinarian, because you've gone, because of your general personality, but also because you've been the caregiver, mother and father for these kids for all these years, that's no longer that's not a role that you are comfortable with being the disciplinary and the hard ass. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I want them to like you. I, I said honestly, I don't care whether they like me or not. I'd rather them turn out to be good people and not like me than turn out to be average bad people and like me. But I, but I know they're gonna like me anyway because there's so many other times that we're having fun and doing things. Yes, that these disciplinary things are not that big a deal. Yes. Um, yes. And the other aspect of it for me is that kids need to know there are rules. Because once they leave the house and go into university and go into the workplace, if you're not a rule follower before then, you're screwed going out into the real world. Because there's a million real real world so rules. So many of them. That you're not going to like at all. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. But you got to follow them. Mm-hmm. Some you can break. With impunity, others you can't, mm-hmm. and you got to learn what the rules are. And and what I like, what I hope we can teach kids <clears throat> is if you follow the rules, your life is easier. Not every rule, they're, they're you know, but here in the house, when mom and dad or stepdad say something, we're saying it for mm-hmm. a reason, and this is the rule, and there's no discussion about it. You know what the rules are, and if you break the rules, there's a punishment to be had for breaking the rules, mm-hmm. and. We've teasingly told him the stories of, of my mother's way of dealing with breaking the rules was to smack the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Now, he's never going to get spanked or hit or anything else. Um, I like to threaten him with it, but <laughs> that's always joking. Yeah. But, yeah, he's got it real good when it, when it comes to breaking the rules. He's like, you, you break the rule, you, you get to not play Xbox as opposed to explaining that bruise to your friends the next day. <laughs> yeah, really. I know. It's still... But, you know, I was very, very honest with him a few days ago. And I just said, no, it was all the snow days. I said, you know what? I said, you're friends. I said, you're all losers. Yep, yep. You know, I, and I know he's actually saying to me now, Mom, I texted this friend. I asked that friend. I asked that friend. We went ice skating today. 
We had three not, days in a row of full-on snow full days. Full-on snow days. And not one of... I had to kick him and one of his friends out of the house one time. None Get of these kids out. went tobogganing. None of them. It's really hard to not say... When I was a kid, we because we didn't have these distractions. No. We didn't have Fortnite. We didn't have Xbox. We didn't have the internet. Yep. And maybe, at least in, in my respect... I had a mother who said, get the hell out of my house. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just go sit out. in the front step for all day. Mm-hmm. And we did that too. See, we go sit in the front front step yeah, for like just, 10 minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, my mother never had to do it. Yeah. We were always oh, yeah. out. I mean, it was different. It was Australia. But the other, uh, he was, he had no tech time. I remember during the, some of the snow days. That's right. But I said, well, what's everybody doing? And he said to me, they're all on Fortnite because he gets, they're all playing Fortnite. So they're all doing it. And some of them are doing it. So it's still too much as far as I'm concerned. But Rory doesn't have a sibling that hangs out with him. Yes, that makes it harder. It does. He's like like an only child. His brother is so much older. And so it's tricky. And I am also now at a point where he's 13 years old. And it's like, if you want to go tobogganing, go with your buds. I'm 54 years old. I don't want to go tobogganing. <laughs> That's right. Do you know what I mean? Like today he said, wow, I'm really getting into ice skating, mom. And I said, you know what? Then get together with your friends. Come ice skating. You don't have to always wait for me. Yeah. I'm trying to force that down his throat a bit. I shouldn't have to be doing everything with him now, should I? No, not at all. I don't, no. I don't think so at all. No, my friend, my <clears throat> colleague, her son, during one of the snow days, a little bit younger than Rory, left the house and didn't come back for six hours. Rory has never done that. He went, nope. I kicked him out to his friend Jasper's house a few days ago. He no, was gone. No, the Jasper invited him. They were invited, yes. Invited. Like Ben was like, hey, does Rory want to come hang? Yep. And I was like, oh, my God. So, And Rory was great. He walked down. He was totally into it. It was not even an hour and a half went by, and I get a text, well, can, I, can, I, can Jasper come out? I said, no, you're not coming home. Stay away. Just crazy. Mm. I remember my mother saying to us when we were kids, like during snow days or winter break, whatever it is. Hey, you guys want some hot chocolate? Yeah. Then go outside for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> you want lunch? Yeah. Then go outside for two hours. <laughs> when you come back. Then I'll feed you. Exactly. Wait, but, but the thing was, we'd go, we'd, we'd play in the snow, we'd build snowmen, whatever, yeah. tobogganing. Come back two hours later, and there'll be grilled cheese sandwiches, yes, and hot chocolate. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, you get out there and you do it as a kid. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was on my bike and I just disappear for the day. Yeah. I have two friends who I'm hoping to combine one, an old college friend who just moved to the area, and the other, a work friend who's pretty much my best friend. Neither seems willing to give the other much of a chance. When I have organized outings, mani petties, dinner, concerts, they've all sort of talked to me and not each other. And each one has privately made rather passive-aggressive comments to me about the other. How long will I keep pushing this? I love them both and can't understand why they're willing to try harder. I know they would get along. How can I force my two friends to be friends with each other even though they don't want to? What is wrong with you? What is wrong in your brain? That is so funny. you can't see this. Oh, my goodness. Some people want to control everything around them. This is not junior high. (laughs) Everyone Come on, have you to guys! Enjoy. I want you to like each other. <laughs> Let's all hang out. Not everyone's gonna like everybody else. No, 
That it is sounds funny. like you're a grown human being. Mm. How can your brain be broken that you don't realize uh, this? <laughs> She's going to have to be with them separately. Your friends don't like each other. <laughs> Move on. <gasps> oh, that's so cute. It just cracks me up that this person is thinking along these lines. Yeah. Like, these people. And now when they, when it first happens, yeah, great. My best friend from college, my best friend from work. Let's get all everyone get together. I love you both. Oh, there's a little bit of tension there. <laughs> And then the next day, they, I don't like her. I don't like her. Okay. Okay. I'm never it putting you together no, ever again. that's right. I'm not going to continue to do many petties and concerts and dinners and kind of stuff trying to force you to to date. And also, well, she's not forcing them to date. But is she? that's she's the equivalent to, thereof. Yeah. Trying, she's trying to force them to like each other. She's trying to force them to like each other. Maybe they're je- jealous of the other because of you. God, who cares? Mm. It doesn't matter. Goodness, if I, oh dear! If I only had such simple problems no in my life, shit, it'd be so easily <laughs> solved. Just don't, just go with differently. It's not that. Hard. Oh my gosh! This one killed me. We'll do this. Will be the last one we do for the for the day. As always, uh, emails to dltu at yml.me. A few months ago, we received an email from the big boss, head of our business unit, that we are entering a cost cutting exercise due to business needs. And they need everyone to make efforts to ensure our cost expenses are as close to zero as possible. These are awful emails to get from your boss. They're just, just terrible. So we're looking at spending no more money. That's right. We're going to cost No more cut. business lunches. That's right. Okay. We're going to cut costs. And that often comes before they start laying people off. So as an employee, you get stressed out and you want to help this. We Save money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in an internal role that doesn't deal with contracts, uh, travel, there's only a limited amount I can contribute to the cost cutting. But I've done what I can. I walked five miles with heavy equipment rather than take public transit. Wow. I forgot to claim overtime payments I should have claimed. Hmm. I don't claim gas mileage for driving two hours out of my way. We have to work late a couple times a month due to client deadlines. <sighs> and I've gone on hunger strikes, conspicuously refusing to eat or to order the food in that the company pays for. Working through while others eat the company paid pizzas, etc. Uh, we know in advance when we'll have to stay late. Why didn't they bring their own food? Because I don't believe that's a legitimate business expense, eating the company's food. I've tried to convince others, but without any success. I've now asked to reduce my retirement benefits that were matched by the company, which will save them thousands of dollars a year. I've indicated to HR that I want to opt out of our health care insurance at the next <sighs> renewal date. I've done everything I can at this point, other than asking for a pay cut, which I could. I'm a senior, single, have enough money, but I'm becoming more and more resentful of my coworkers who haven't even considered the things I've done. They still submit overtime, travel expenses, etc. At some point, we'll all have to pull together, but I feel like I'm the only one pulling. Okay, your choice. You did it. I'm sorry, you don't do those things individually. You make a group decision. You don't to do, do those, those things, things at all. Well, if it's a group decision to say, okay, you know what, we're not going to do the pizza thing anymore, like whatever, you don't just make those efforts individually and then look around you in some hoity-toity way to go, well, no one else is making the effort that I am. And then to even think about reducing your retirement and opting out of their medical. I'm sorry, you. This person is insane. No, 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 no. If the company's in this much trouble, look for another job because they're going to go under. Yeah. And do you think they're recognizing what you're doing? No, they don't care. No, no. They absolutely don't care. It doesn't, uh, uh, you you have to do it as a group. Yep. You have to make some concerted efforts in certain areas. You don't start carrying heavy equipment for two hours. 
companies cut these kinds of costs because the employees let them. So you need to stay late tonight. Okay, um, can you order us food? No, I'm not ordering food. Screw you. You want me to stay late and work? That's right. You pay for my food. Yeah. You You're want f- me to stay? You want me to work overtime? Mm-hmm. You pay me for the overtime. Yeah. That's just what you do. Well, they're fostering an attitude from the company that, oh, well, we can walk all over these people yes, and exactly. uh, it doesn't matter. We're and gonna- when things get better, I guarantee to you the company won't change their mind because no. they see the money they've saved. Exactly. They're getting extra work out of you that they don't have to pay you for. Yes. There is no way the company will go, you know what? We'll give you double overtime. Yeah. No, it's not going to happen. No. So just don't. Yeah, you're you, sacrificing yourself. You for- can do what you can do. You know, maybe you don't use as many post notes. You know, maybe you do, do little things. But when it comes to actual things that make you money, mm-hmm. claiming overtime. Overtime is a big one. Health benefits. That's yeah. That's no. nuts. You say you're a senior, you're going to yeah. have them opt out of the health care? That's, that's so stupid. Insanity. Yeah. This is the dumbest person. Self-sacrificing. There's a point where you can... In, in, in the, the, it sounds like it's a corporate job. In the corporate world, there's a point where, where the, you have to tell the company, is the CEO of the company taking a pay cut? Mm-hmm. I bet she's not. Mm-hmm. Is, he, is, he, is he returning his bonuses? I bet mm-hmm. she's not. Mm-hmm. They always look to the workers, the frontline workers. The, 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 the trench workers. The, the, to the, the wage all- slaves mm-hmm. to take all the load of the stuff. That's right. No. Unless I see, even if I saw my CEO... I've been in a company that did this, where the the CEO put out a uh, email message going, you know, because we didn't get we didn't get a contract, um, actually from the Swiss government. It was a big, huge air traffic control system thing, and we didn't get the contract. And because of the way the company was structured, not getting that contract mean we were we were going to be very very tight for the next six months until the next contract kicked in. Mm. So the CEO said, "I'm not giving giving my bonus." I'm like, "Well, you shouldn't. You didn't get the contract. You shouldn't get a bonus." But he gave back, um, I think it was a half million dollars in bonuses. And he proposed these other cost-cutting measures to be less business travel, uh, things like that. And it came down to, and we need your, the employees to do whatever we can, whatever you guys can. And I'm like, no, you don't pay me enough for me to cost-cut. Exactly. You're the guy making all the money. You cost-cut. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm still going to apply. I'm still going to put in for overtime and all the other kind of stuff. There's no way I'm cost-cutting. Yep. No, sorry. That's now, right. maybe I don't go to lunch and charge the company the expenses. I'll eat at my desk. I was never in that situation. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but if I have to, I'm going to. It's just being uh, mindful. And because and there's a balance, too. Because if you think, if you look at union workers that go over the top with all their, I take a break at this time, and oh, this is overtime. You know, yep. there's a balance between being reasonable about it and being um, over the top with everything that you claim. Folks, that's it for this edition of Don't Listen to Us. Uh, by the way, uh, sh- her name is Melissa. <laughs> keep reminding myself of this for the rest of my freaking life. Isn't that life. awful that he has to keep reminding himself? Well, my God. Because if I don't, then you fly off the handle and, and, and chew me out. Don't blame me <laughs> because you open your mouth before you use your frontal lobe. See how you see how he did that, everyone? So now he has to constantly remind himself of his wife's name, his wife now, and he's blaming me. You're blaming me for your silly mistake. Anyway, let's say goodbye to everybody. <laughs> Bye, you, everyone. You know I'm teasing you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Melissa, you know I'm teasing you, right? Yes. Tell the audience you, you're, you're, you're not upset. I'm not upset. <laughs> She's so upset. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm actually hungry. Me too. 
Um, yeah, don't listen to us. Uh, DLTU at YML.me. Until next week, I've been Sean King. I'm Melissa King. And you've been listening to Melissa. Don't, don't listen to us. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Bye.